You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Great Patriots America, this is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. I have one of the most wonderful, best friends of my life that I have done some awesome things together, NASCAR. We were in the, the Marine Corps together. He retired from the Marine Corps as a full bird colonel. He, his knowledge and understanding of not only our government, but our military specifically is, is tremendous. And I've learned so much about not only just our government and the military and the world itself, but just just how crazy things are. Colonel Conrad, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am absolutely thrilled that you're here. And there's millions of people out there, I guarantee you, that love listening to us veterans, especially those that know what the hell we're talking about. And I think you're one of them. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks for having me on the show, brother. I sure do appreciate it. It's good to see you. It's been too long. It has. It, it, it absolutely has. You know, the times, how many races we went to, NASCAR races, and, and we just had just all kind of fun. Just being together, you know, having that brotherhood, ragging each other, well, doing those yeah, kind you of know, things. The Marine Corps family, the veteran family in general, uh, it, it doesn't have any boundaries. I mean, uh, I, honestly, it's kind of funny. I, I don't stay in touch with really anybody that I grew up with, per se. You know, all my good friends and contacts and people I rely on and and the, the folks I'd call, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, if there was a, an emergency, it, it, it would be my, my Marine Corps brothers. Uh, you know, so those those, uh, those relationships are for life. That's for sure. Awesome. What I mean, you retired, what, two Two years ago or so, somewhere around there. Uh, two, two thousand seventeen, fall of two thousand seventeen, almost oh, five years ago. I oh my god, <laughs> time's just <laughs> flying, man. It's just flying. So, uh, yeah. what have yeah. you seen from the time that you retired today? What kind? Well, what, what what is the major issues that we're facing with here? You know, man, we we've. Uh, we, we've got uh, a pick of the litter when it comes to topics we could talk about. I mean, we could talk about foreign policy. We could talk about administration blunders. We could talk about abuse of our tax dollars and our, our military. Uh, we could talk about January 6th, Ukraine, State of the Union. I mean, uh, the, the, the topics are limitless. But, you know, I, I think for me, I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about this, and, it, and I'm, I'm I'm, I'm talking about Ukraine now and, and uh, the argument about whether or not we should get involved and what's going on over there. And, you know, what's our what's our strategy and our end game? And, you know, what's what are the red lines? You know, it's always about the red lines, what what we're going to accept and and, you know, what we're going to sit it out for. And I don't know about you and, and I certainly don't know, you know, uh, how all your listeners feel about this. But, you know, when I was 20 years old or, or 25 years old and we're training hard you know, you're, you're, you're honing your craft and, and, and getting ready for that day when you get to, 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 to test it out finally. I mean, you're a young guy. If you look at what's happening right now, you know, I turn back the clock to when I'm 25, man, I'm ready to go. You know, I mean, let's, let's get in the fight. Let's, let's go uh, turn this thing around. You know, I mean, when you and I served years ago, I mean, you, you remember the cold war, you, yeah. you remember all the stuff we went through back with Russia back then. And, you know, you you stick around long enough and you fast forward 30 years and you start looking back at all the conflicts that we've been and even going back to World War One and World War Two and Smedley Butler's book, you know, War is a Racket. You know, you, you look back at all that stuff. And as you get older, your outlook about, you know, the, the wars we fought and the reasons we fought them and whose fault it was. And, and you know, all, all your viewpoints shift, your viewpoints on foreign policy and, and what we should accept and sh- shouldn't, that, that all shifts. So, 
you know, when, when I look at, at, at Ukraine today uh, and, and what's going on currently in the news, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm actually kind of baffled and I, I've got a lot of mixed feelings about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to see, you know, my sons or anybody's sons go and get mixed up in a war that we don't have any, any clear business being in. But then again, you know, you start looking at what's going on with the Ukrainian people and, and you look at a country who is now attacked, uh, you know, an innocent group of civilians. And now you got a second country in Belarus that's starting to get into the fight now. And you've got women and children huddled in subways and, and, and cities getting leveled. I mean, yes, I understand, you know, what I'm about to say. Uh, I was going to I was going to say, how is this any different than what Hitler did? And yes, I, right. I get the difference in what Hitler did. But right. the point being, you know, Putin attacked an innocent country. What, what, he, what he's done right now, his desire to grow his influence uh, and, and destroy people he doesn't agree with is no different fundamentally than what drug us into World War II. Uh, what, uh, so- the, 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 the thing about this, Shane, is this. Especially civilians. See, civilians can only conceptualize any of these type of issues from one side or the other. The reason behind that is because they're not trained like we are, strategy, understanding. We learn in the military to respect your enemy, to understand them, to understand what it, how they're thinking, what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. So you can determine a way, a good strategy to, to fight that. I have tremendous respect for Putin. I mean, let me explain to you why. Not necessary as a person, but he's was he has been pushed up against this wall for quite some time. All these other countries joining NATO and so forth. And I think in his mind, NATO is not the NATO that you and I know. It's being run by basically these dictators in on this planet. It's it's no longer in the reason. Here's why I say that. It's the second Russia crossed over in there. NATO should have jumped right in and said, let's do it. But they didn't. The reason they didn't is because NATO was originally stood up to stop what? Anybody like a Hitler. Mm. Even if the person and the, the country wasn't part of NATO. We as democracies understand what this oppression is being done, and we're not really doing anything about it. Other than, I guess, we're going to get ready to dig into deeper pockets again and send money. Well, it, yeah, and that's just it. I mean, when, when NATO was established, you know, of course, we set up the Article 5 triggers, you know, and, well, it's got to be a NATO country. Why does it have to be a NATO country? I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, all these other countries have paid into NATO. They've paid for their defense. Uh, but, you know... Ukraine has been on the sidelines for a long time. They gave up their nukes. They gave up their nukes based on a promise that they thought was going to happen. Uh, and, and it hasn't transpired for them. But but you're absolutely right. I mean, what's going on right now uh, can be can be traced back through a series of foreign policy blunders that have gone back years. Uh, I, I mean, I really saw a difference when I was still on active duty uh, during the Obama administration you mean that that's when we really saw Russia, China, all, all the bad actors that we're dealing with now, Iran, uh, North Korea, you know, some some other rogue states. <laughs> that's when that's when everything started ramping up. And, you know, when you allow a country like Russia to roll into Georgia, when you allow them to annex Crimea, when you allow Chinese fighters to fly over your warships, you know, 25, 30 years ago, a Chinese fighter wouldn't have got within 100 miles of a, of a United States warship. They would have been intercepted or they would have been put out of the sky. Uh, the, the, the level of acceptance that we've adopted uh, with, with uh, our foreign policy with some of these bad actors, I mean, it, it's, it's set us up. And, you know, where, where Putin's concerned, I mean, I, I, I certainly understand what you mean by respect. But I, I look inside our government and, you know, five years ago when I was still in uniform, I mean, I could tell you what our strategy was. I could tell you what the ends and means were. I could tell you what, what we wanted our military to do and what was acceptable and what our, what our red lines were and what we were willing to fight for. I don't know anymore. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't put my head under a rock when I retired. I mean, I've, I've stayed involved with, 
with uh, the, the people I served with. And I've, I've, I'm still, you know, to an extent serving inside government, doing, doing the work that I do now. And I couldn't, I can't, I can't point to a strategy anymore. I can't point to what this administration w- will and will not allow. And, you know, again, for all of his blustery language, whether you love the guy or hated the guy, we went through four years with Trump where there, there wasn't anything coming out of Russia. There wasn't anything coming out of China or North Korea or, yep. or Iran other, other than we're, we're pretty upset. Well, they were rightfully upset. Uh, and may, maybe, maybe the fact that Trump was an unknown quantity, you know, kept them off balance just enough, but they're not off balance with this guy. You know, Biden's been in, in, in the government for 50 plus years they, they know where his head is at. They know what he is and isn't capable of doing. Uh, and, and quite frankly, you know, it was the right time for Putin to do what he wanted to do. And here we are. Absolutely. I'm very fortunate. And the reason behind that is the, dev- the software developers that we use live in the Ukraine. They're in Kiev and they're still working and they have mm-hmm. good days and bad days. And Demo, I talked to him on Wednesday uh, I said, how's it going? He said, well, today's not too bad. It was like seven o'clock at night, his time when I'm talking to him. I says, what do you mean by that? He said, well, I only heard one airplane and two bombs today. Mm. Yesterday was terrible. We had bombs coming all over the place. These, th- th- think about it. These, these people, they're not running. They're not yeah. just packing their bags and going, you know, they're, they're there. Now he did say, and we know the truth of the fact is there's a lot of people leaving the Ukraine, as far as like the weaker ones, right? I guess yeah. that's the best way to put it, right? But they're really leftist type mentality people. You know, they're afraid mm-hmm. for their lives and they wouldn't give their life up for nothing. And right. that's really the ones that uh, that are, are running across the borders and going to Poland and all that. And of course, a lot of people are sending their families. And the last thing is Dema, he will not let his family go. And his family won't go his work the people at work are trying to get them to send their families out you know their their wives and children and stuff and they won't leave yeah they give them give them free transportation everything to take them into poland or wherever they want to go but they just they won't leave they're going to stay there to the last man these are not people that that have a russian identity i mean these these exactly have ukrainian identity and and you know putin led the world to believe that you know, the, the Ukraine wanted uh, liberated somehow. And, and, and of course, all of us in the West, we knew that was was not the case. But again, we, we, we let him do what he did. And and I, I honestly believe the administration, I think their calculus was, you know, hey, let's let, let's let him take the eastern regions that he wants. You know, he's going to roll in there. He's going to he's going to take just enough to create that land bridge from Crimea mm-hmm. up through the eastern regions. And you know what? We're just going to let him do it. We'll strongly condemn it. I will stand on the on the on the floor of the Senate. We'll strongly condemn it. We'll we'll stand on the floor of NATO. We'll strongly condemn it. Well, guess what? You know. They can strongly condemn all they want, but they didn't. I don't think they anticipated the extent to which that guy was going to push. And I mean, what what happens next? So Putin's sole purpose for doing this is he doesn't want a NATO threat up against his border. Well, guess what? If he takes Ukraine, he's going to have a NATO threat up against his border. He's got Poland. You know, he's got Lithuania. He's got Estonia. He's got all of those former uh, Russian Soviet satellite countries that are now NATO members and they're up against his new border. So what happens then? Does he roll into Poland because he doesn't want NATO up against his border? You know, the, us, us allowing him to, to say those things uh, and, and, and not really respond with the reasons why we're not going to allow and draw some red lines. I mean, I get it. You know, the administration is deathly afraid of this guy doing something stupid, perhaps with a nuclear weapon. I mean, I, in our lifetime, bud, I honestly cannot think of a time that a world nuclear power has ever threatened the use of a nuclear weapon or, or made the statement publicly, I'm spinning up my my nuclear teams into, into to operational ready status. That's, ne- that's never nope. happened. That's never happened. You know, and, and, and oddly, when I heard that over the weekend, you know, Kelly and the boys were out of town. And when I heard that over the weekend... That's the first time I've ever actually been concerned. 
And I was shocked that the media wasn't more concerned and the administration wasn't more concerned. You know, they don't know. They don't think, I guess they don't think it's possible. Anything's possible when you are a leader and you have your finger on a nuclear weapon. Sure. You can never, ever not think that that person's bluffing. Not when it comes to that. That's different. That's not like, you know, sitting, it's not like sitting at the coffee table going, you know, I'm not going to buy your coffee no more. And or that, whatever. That's right. When you start talking nuclear weapons, you're you're serious. It's this is oh, not, you, you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to honor the threat. You know, every every yeah. every uh, you know, Marine, soldier, airman, and, and sailor out there knows when you go into combat, you know, you you, you your intel says, well, you know, their airplanes might carry uh, you know a certain uh, you know air to air missile. Well, the probability of them having it is nil. They probably don't have it, but guess what? They could have it. So we got to plan for the fact that they've got that long range weapon. Same with our folks on the ground. You know, you got to honor the threat, Uh, whether it's probable or not. You know, that's you've got to you've got to plan as if it could happen and and will happen. And, you know, the, the, the American people aren't prepared for something like that. I mean, my God, if 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 anything like that ever happened, I can't imagine how we as a society would handle that. We're not prepared for it. No. And a lot of other countries aren't prepared for it either. So it's pretty much that simple. Well, Colonel, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, let's kind of talk more about, you know, in the United States, politics, whatever. I really would like to know what you think about what's going to happen in November. What, how do you feel this country, especially since I don't know how it happened, to be honest with you, that you guys got a um, a Republican governor in Virginia. Yeah. It just, it absolutely, you know, and maybe it's a sign of, of things that are coming. So, but we'll take yeah. a break and we'll be right back. Sure. Thanks, bud. Shoot shot, shoot shot, yeah, ha, yeah, ha, harder than a nail, harder than a nail. 
Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and I have Colonel United States Marine Corps, Shane Conrad. By the way, we didn't mention, but he was a pilot and did a lot of good things, tours in Iraq. And he's one of our best friends. We have been close for years, and I'm so glad that he's on the podcast with us today. Welcome back, Shane. I want to kind of focus on what you think is going to go on, what is happening, what you think is going to go on specifically as we get closer to that November 2022 election. Sure. Yep. Thanks for having me on, bud. You, you, you want me to talk about what I think is going to happen or what I want? want to happen? <laughs> how about, how about both? Because, you know, I don't think we, anybody really knows what's going to happen, but yes, what we want to happen too. I, definitely. I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think uh, I have ever seen anything like what I've seen uh, from uh, uh, November, 2020, until now. I mean, I, I've, I have never, never in my life thought that I would live to see something like this happen in right. our democracy, you know, the, the division, uh, the lies, and I, and I'm not, I'm not putting off the question. I'll, I'll certainly get to it. I'm just setting it up a little bit here, but I, I, I am, I am just amazed at, at uh, what the politicians are willing to say to the American people uh, knowing that a they're either complete liars or b they are they are incompetent and ignorant to what's going on around them and have no business uh, you know leading this country, it's it's amazing to me. But regardless, uh, I I personally think uh, that conservatives are are in a really good position for this fall. I mean, how could they not be? I mean, we we got through uh, December of twenty twenty. Here we are. Uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, November, 2020, here we are in, uh, you know, March of 2022, we have inflation, the, the highest that it's been in 45 plus years. Uh, I mean, uh, gas prices, uh, obviously they're reacting to what's currently going on in the world right now, but I mean, locally diesel for me, I mean, we're, we're pushing $5 a gallon right now. Goods and services are a mess. Our supply chains are a mess. Our borders are a mess. Uh, the, the, the government giveaways, uh, I, I think, I think Americans are fed up with it and are starting to see what, what's happening with their tax dollars and, and what is going on around them. And, you know, as much as there are distractions going on right now in the world, uh, that are, that are, uh, you know, have people concerned, you know, I think their focus, you know, at the end of the day, a man's focus is on his family, protecting his, his wife and his children and and providing for them. And 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 moms across America are the same way, you know, security for their children and having a future for them. Uh, it's 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 number one in their eyes. And I, I, I have been proud of a lot of our conservative leaders, the way they've kind of stood shoulder to shoulder through some of this garbage. I mean, in the past, I've always been hard on them. Because you will you will watch the Democrats and it doesn't matter how bad the lie is. It doesn't matter how bad the scandal is. They will stand shoulder to shoulder and they will align themselves and carry that message, uh, you know, to their detriment. And of course, they're 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 supported by the media. Uh, Republicans traditionally have eaten their own. They've attacked one another uh, and, and gotten off message. And, and, and it makes the, the American people nervous. And I, I think in a lot of cases, you've, you've seen, you know, those, those, those middle of the road centrists shift away from conservatives be, because of that. But I think they've come, come back now. And I mean, I, I think there are a lot of uh, toss up races right now across the country that uh, I just don't see how they aren't going to go red in the fall. But at the same time, uh, you know, conservatives better stay on message. They better talk plainly to Americans. They better, you know, forget about their, you know, $200 ties, $1,000 suits and, and the teleprompter in front of them. And they need to speak to the American people very plainly and tell them what they're going to do to make our lives and our future better. And if they stay on that message, you know, the Ron DeSantis's of the world, uh, people like him. I'm, 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 I'm obviously he's not serving in the Senate, but there are a lot of leaders like him, you know, young firebrands. They, they stay on their message and uh, we're going to see a, a, a turn uh, this fall. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to throw a party when Nancy Pelosi has to turn that gavel over and I don't have to watch her dancing behind the president during a uh, State of the Union again. 
Well, speaking of her, here's the neat part. It's, it's a strange way to look at it. Yeah, we got to stay on message. Conservatives, that's, you're right. Absolutely right. We, if we come down whatsoever, um, we're going to, the people in America are going to lose faith. And, and the, the Democrats, I'm not talking about the leftists. I'm talking about the conservative Democrats. They're actually listening to us, which they are. We got, we got to make sure we stay in touch with them. Nancy Pelosi and the people like her are all are, are what I consider <laughs> one of our best tools. Give you an example. Remember the two ladies that stood up there in the State of Union speech and talked about the 13 sure. people that died, yeah. right? And then, and, uh, yep, yeah. yep. and then what happens when Nancy Pelosi gets her press conference and he, she's asked about that? And of course, this liberal leftist ought to, ought to wring his neck right there if I had the opportunity. He starts talking to Nancy Pelosi and go, How are you going to punish these people? I would have, oh man, I'm glad I wasn't in that room. I'd have yanked him out of that chair so fast. But anyway, her response was, They need to shut up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. You're just, you're proving and showing you out in front of the wide open who yeah. you really are. You know, they're it's, against it's, anything that's that's uh you know freedom of speech or whatever, you know. Politics in this country uh are 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 nothing but money and power grabs. You know, if you've got the money, you can buy just about any election. And I mean, we've seen that happen over and over and over again. I could give you a thousand examples in my lifetime of of, of how I've watched that occur. And there there is just nothing more unacceptable to me than than the, the fact that we've come to a point in, in our democracy, our republic, that that money uh, and how you talk on a teleprompter uh, and how you comb your hair and what your last name is, you know, dictates that you're going to be a, a, a good leader and put America's best interests at heart. And, and the fact of the matter is, and I, honestly, I, I could point out some folks on, on uh, the Republican side uh, that, that I would call a rhino uh, yeah, that, sure. that, uh, that that fall in the same boat as, as most of the liberals. It, it is it is it is time for us to to get money out of politics. It's time for term limits. It's time for common sense, patriotic Americans who are, are you know, guided by our constitution, our legal system, their loyalty to our country and to the American people. It's time for those people to be back in office. It's time for us to make decisions about our tax dollars that are, are, are gonna serve our, our kids someday uh, and, and make sure that we still have a country left. I, I mean, look at, look, at, look at the lies and abuse of money. I mean, just, You've been paying taxes your whole life, and I have. Look at how our tax dollars are are used and 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 frittered away with giveaways to foreign countries with no accountability. But if you were going to give money to somebody uh, because you were trying to uh, you know uh, help help them, you know uh, whether it be a person or an organization. Let's say you're a business and you're giving money to an organization and you're giving it to them to to help them, but you're giving it to them. There's there's obvious. Uh, benefits for you giving them that money. You want an accounting of that money. You want to know how it's being spent. There's no accounting when we give money to Venezuela or when we give money to any any number of the foreign countries we give money to. There's no accounting of that. There's no transparency uh, of our tax dollars. I mean, just this last week, I'll give you a good example of the, the, the lies and the lack of transparency and the foolishness with our tax dollars. Biden, uh, you know, made a big announcement. I'm going to release 30 million barrels of oil. Okay. Well, we use 18 to 20 million barrels a day. So he's releasing what? Two and a half days of oil back into our economy. Well, guess what? Our strategic reserve is not a giveaway by Chevron and Shell and Exxon Mm -hmm. Mobil. That that oil is purchased with your tax dollars and my tax dollars and everybody else listening to this. So the government buys the oil. They store it in in these in these cases caves down Louisiana, okay? Biden takes that 30 million of oil that was 30 million barrels that was purchased with our tax dollars and he puts it back into circulation. So that oil goes back into circulation to relieve pressure. And then what happens with that oil? It's sold back to us in the form of gas. And you not only buy the gas, but you're paying state and federal tax 
on the very stuff that you purchase with your tax dollars. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Think about that for a minute. That Americans don't think about that kind of stuff. Mm. And, and that's, that's what we need to take with us to the ballot box. I mean, it's got to stop. It's got to. Absolutely. It's, it's insanity. It's crazy. But there's some good news. And I haven't talked to you lately about this, but we've already passed three more states with convention of states in this last two months. Nebraska, Wisconsin, and today West Virginia became state number 18. So we're over halfway to getting there. This is, it may not be the overall solution of everything because it's going to take patriots standing up, voting the right people in, all of that and the combination. But we also got to have this convention so that we can put in place the things that are missing. And we had great founding fathers that created this constitution that did a great job because it's used all over the world. But there's some very strong things that need to be put in there. And because it's not there, we as the people, I'm not talking about judges or whatever, the three branches, they're supposed to check and balance each other, but you know how that works out. Mm -hmm. But if we had this stuff in the constitution, the people could raise up and basically fix this. Mm-hmm. And those three things are the term limits, uh, balanced budget, in other words, make, it, make them have to balance the budget every single year, period. And the third one is to reduce the size of the federal government, like the EPA, the, the EPA needs to go away. They're just, they're killing us. Yeah. They're, they're killing mean, jobs, they're killing everything in this country. As, as you, example, one, of the, so. one of the greatest things that uh, I, I thought President Trump did uh, was was the deregulation of the government uh, that that was that was a, that was a monumental thing that no yep. president has ever had the stones to do never you know uh, so the fact that he did that in in I mean honestly that's what unleashed America's power you know yep. back back during those four years and I, I again whether you love the guy or whether you you, you don't love the guy, I wish that he would have had eight years unimpeded without uh, his own party standing in his way. You know, the first two years of his presidency between uh, Paul Ryan and uh, John Boehner, uh, Mitch McConnell to a certain extent, if they would have got out of that guy's way and they would have let him do his thing uh, and he would have got his second term uh, and carried forward all the progress that he made in spite of unprecedented obstruction i can't even imagine what we what our economy would look like today if if every american right now is not looking at their retirement accounts mm-hmm. and uh i i mean i can tell you right now my mine is down shoot 20 percent. oh yeah now. easily yep so i i mean if if people aren't taking notice of that kind of stuff man you're focusing on the wrong things folks and the other thing is what we're on we're teetering right now on the same thing that happened in real estate in 2008. It's getting, mm. it's, it is highly possible within the next three or four months, if this economy don't turn back around um, because uh, home prices are skyrocketed. I mean, skyrocketed yeah. and people are going to get to the point where they can't afford those, you know, those payments. Yeah. Well, I mean, our, our, our government is not doing the things that government is supposed to do. I mean, our government makes nothing. It produces nothing. But the one thing that our government is supposed to do is do things like, oh, hey, inflation is out of control and, and our economy is, is getting crushed. Let's raise interest rates. We, we need yep. to slow inflation. We need to do it through through checks and balances and raising interest rates is one of them. Where, where is the Fed right now? I mean, here in, in Northern Virginia, where, where Kelly and I live, Brother, if, if somebody puts a house on the market, they put the house on the market 10, 15% above market value and it kicks off a bidding war. These houses are selling in two or three days and they're selling 25, 30% above market value. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it, it's, insane. It, it's insane. Yeah. Not only that, think about, think about how many Americans, great, hardworking Americans, they see how much equity they got in their houses, right? And they're going, we, we have got to, to refinance this thing, right? So they're going to refinance their house. 
And it's gone from 100,000 with the original loan they had. Now they're refinancing it up to 300,000, right? So they're pulling this 200 grand out and there doesn't matter where you're going to put it at, but eventually what's going to happen? The house is going to crush, right? Yeah. The, the value of it's going to crush. And, you know, the 200,000, uh, $200,000 that you got out of it, if you do not invest that properly and put it in, you know, a good place to, to do it. That money is the second you take it out, the second you get it, it's already being reduced and you yeah. start spending it yeah. on material, which is a lot of people, that's what a lot of people do. They buy, buy a new car, right? Mm -hmm. Material stuff is, is getting highly, highly expensive and it's not worth the money that you need to buy it. And a yeah. lot of people at this point, they don't realize that. Um, yeah. Oh, for and sure. It's, it's yeah. highly possible that we could we could go into a, a depression that this country's never seen before, even worse than what well, happened in twenty nine. Well, brother, you you and I, 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 do you still own your diesel? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so so our, our 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 diesel trucks, you know, mine mine's got a fifty gallon tank. It yeah. ain't going to be long. Then it's going to cost me two hundred and fifty bucks to fill that to thing. Fill up it up. Time. Yep, I'm already can past hundred dollars. I'm already past hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, I how, how is, how is some young kid uh, with a wife and a couple kids yes. working in some plant in Northeastern Pennsylvania, busting yep. his hump, you know, for uh, a little over minimum wage. How, how is that kid going to afford to, to put gas in his tank and, and take care of his family? Think, think about, I know you saw this and I don't think, a lot of people realize this, but I mean, for years we on, on food substance, it, it was, it was, it, it was common to see young Marines who are, are not getting paid near enough to do their, to, to take care of their family. And they're going out and standing in, uh, in, in cheese and peanut butter lines or getting, getting uh, substance to be able to put food on their table. I got, how, how I got food stamps food? when I was a Sergeant, I got yeah. food stamps and wit. Had to, you know, we just couldn't afford to live in California, you know, yeah. for what I was yeah. getting paid. Absolutely crazy. right. Absolutely right, man. I mean, those are the, those are the people that I just, I mean, thank, thank God. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel really blessed because I mean, of course times are, are rough right now, but you know, I, I'm, I'm very blessed and don't have yes. to worry about some of those things. Uh, but I, I don't know how some of these youngsters uh, are, are going to do it. I, I, just, I, I absolutely uh, agree. It's, it's, um, and we're thinking, you know, you're thinking about your kids and I'm thinking about my grandkids, you know, fortunately my son is, is a freaking genius. You know, he, and Oh man, you don't believe how much money he invests and stuff. And the guy is smarter than smart. And of yeah. course, you know um, he's, he works in Pennsylvania in case you didn't know mm -hmm. that, but, and he builds a uh, software for top secret programs and stuff. And he gets mm -hmm. a pretty good penny, trust me, but he's smart. He knows how to invest that stuff. He actually lives in a house that cost $85,000 in Tennessee. Oh, geez. He could live. He, he can buy a million dollar home tomorrow with cash tomorrow. Mm. And he's 37, 36, 36. Man, I'll tell you what, he's but eight years ahead of where what I was. But that, I know, but that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do as, as a young young person. You got yeah. to learn how to do things to uh, get up the ladder quicker and those kind of things. And, of course, you know, Michael started off in the Marine Corps, you know, got his degree from yep. – he has, he has a sociology degree from Virginia Tech, and he's writing software yep. for top secret programs. Pretty awesome. But anyway, the point is, is you're right. We we gotta we gotta teach our grandkids too. And the last thing I want to talk to to mention is, which I think is important, our education system is absolutely been corrupted. It is mm -hmm. an, infested with communist ideology. And I I'm I can't, zero I can't that, picture I can't picture my nine year old grandson being taught by these people. I can't picture that. Yeah. It just makes my yeah. stomach sick, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in Loudoun County, Virginia, and that's been ground zero for all the CRT stuff and a lot of the, uh, the, the transgender stuff. Uh, the, the young boy that uh, uh, raped the girl here in Loudoun County yeah. and was covered up and, 
Uh, you know, numerous teachers were fired because they refused to use gender specific pronouns and different things like that. But, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you my own story. Uh, if, it, if it doesn't put your listeners asleep, but yeah, go ahead. You, you know, Kelly and I have older kids and then we've, we've got the younger ones. My older kids all went to public school, uh, public school. When my kids were in public school was not the same public school that I went to, uh, oh. not by a long shot. Uh, you know, you, you, like you, uh, we're, we're, uh, followers of, uh, Jesus Christ. And, and we made a commitment with these, uh, younger ones that, you know, we weren't going to send them off to school to be with somebody else for seven, eight hours a day. The, the, the influence on that young mind is too great. Uh, so, so my wife took on the responsibility of, of homeschooling these two. Uh, and, and I gotta tell you, it's, it's, it's night and day difference. And, and I agree with you. We've, we've got we've to have better education for our kids. Parents need to not be afraid to talk to their kids about the reality of, of the world we live in. And I don't mean scaring kids. And I don't mean having conversations with them that are, that are too mature for them to understand and not age appropriate. But like with, uh, with my 10-year-old, my 10-year-old is a, is a very mature, thoughtful young man. He's going to be a thousand times smarter than I ever thought of being. Uh, and I, I have no problem talking to him about current events in the context of how it should be explained to a 10 year old. I have no problem talking to him about the issues that I have with our government and the mistakes that I see being made, uh, because I, I want this kid to grow up and I want his values. I don't want to turn him into a robot. You know, I don't want somebody to say, oh, you know, you're just a Republican robot. That's not the case at all. Right. But right. He's also not going to be a liberal progressive robot either. Nope. That is that is caving in uh, to some of these uh, policies that are absolutely destroying our republic from within. You know, you you can go you can go all the way back to the Greek and Roman Empire, brother, and you can yeah. see patterns that are playing out right here today in America. Absolutely, it's it's just a shame to, to even think about it's this tw- you know twenty twenty two shame. How, how can how can you how can a society even be compared to something that happened yeah. back that long ago, but it, but you're absolutely correct. And it's coming down fast. I mean, it's, it's escalating to a tremendous part in so many people. And I don't care who they are. The majority of these people, they see a picture or meme or something instantaneously. They, they want to believe that's the truth. They have no ability to discern and say, well, you know what? I got to really check that out. Yeah. And it's 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 unfortunate, but that's the same type of mentality that sheep are led by. And that's sure. what's happening. These people are, are making sheep. And they're yeah. training these sheep to think and do like they want them to be. And that's pure communism. That's really that simple. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I You know, I, I, I think about this often, uh, you know, when I've got time to sit around, and gather my thoughts about how I feel about, you know, our 24 hour news cycle and social media at our fingertips. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's certainly some good that has come out of that technology, but I think there's been a tremendous amount of bad that has come out of that as well. There, there's, there's too much information uh, and, and too much of that information is not accurate at, at Americans' fingertips. Uh, yes. And I, I think there's a groundswell ignorance in our country uh, because of it, people don't think critically about issues anymore. People don't stop and listen to a news story and think about uh, that, that news story and, and its credibility. And, and, you know, a classic example is January 6th, you know, mm-hmm. the insurrection, the, the takedown of our government. There is no sane person in this country, no sane, rational, mature human being that could look at that entire situation and call it an insurrection. Yeah. And I was there. Yeah, yeah, I, I was there. It, it, it's you just, know? <laughs> I, it, I couldn't but, believe it. But, but it's said in the media and it's yep. said in the newspaper and, and it becomes fact. And then it's just like that game we used to play, you know, as a kid where you whisper in somebody's ear and by the time it comes full circle, the story has changed. You know, it, it's the same. It spreads same across thing. our country. You know? Yeah. And the thing about it is, is, you know, these are dictators. And the reason I say that is because anytime they have any kind of event in D.C. now, what do they do? Call in the National Guard and put up a fence. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're now afraid of us. I'm going, yeah. who is who you're labeling us? 
Yeah. That's the that's the problem. The problem is you have a party, an absolute political party in this country that has labeled a huge chunk of America as traitors, as terrorists. Yeah. Just because of the actions of probably what maybe three or four hundred people in that area. Yeah. That's absolutely these people don't they don't care, Shane. They don't yep. care. They it's they're so I say, well. That's just the way they are. I says, no, they know these people know exactly what they're doing. They know why they're doing it. Yeah. They just don't care about liberty. They don't care about the citizens. They don't care about that anymore. Like you're talking about, they're high on the hog with the funds and the money and yeah. you know, the fame liberty, and all that stuff. Liberty's you know? a dirty word. Let, let me let me tell you something. How does a uh, 20-something-year-old bartender in New York City get elected to Congress uh, and have enough money? for a, uh, a, a, a posh apartment in DC in $4,000 dresses. How, how does that, how does that happen? How does a Senator or a Congressman who makes $274,000 a year end up with a bank account, 20, 30, $40 million? How, how does, how does that happen? Oh, well, Shane, they're, they're, they're brilliant. They, you know, they've taken that money and they've invested <laughs> it and they've been smart with their dollars over the year. Uh-uh. You know, sell, sell, uh, you know, swampland to somebody else. It's Washington, D.C. and Donald Trump had this right, has become a cesspool of corruption and power hungry little dictators. And, you know, I, I uh, you know, you, you said a few minutes ago that uh, that they were scared of us. I honestly I think fear is good. You know, just like I fear my father in heaven and my, my kids fear me when they see that look in my eyes, there should be some fear. And you know why? Because they've forgotten who they work for. Exactly. They, they are there at the behest of the American people. There was a time in this country when people went to Congress when it was in session. And when, when that session was over, they went back to their farms, back to their law practices, back to their carpentry business, back to being a mason. Uh, and now it's a full time job. And not only is it a full-time job, when you're done with that job, you know, you've got, uh, you know, uh, money for the rest of your life paid for by our tax dollars. Absolutely. It's uh, it's not right. Well, Shane, you and I could talk forever. And I know that. And we're go I'm going to bring you back. Definitely going to bring you back on the podcast and we'll keep going. And, and you know, like you're saying, it's just, just a stack. You know, there's this stack of stuff that we can cover and talk about. So, but I definitely want to bring you back on. Oh, man, I, I, I would love that. And I, you know what I'd really love, bud? One, one thing that drives me nuts. I mean, it doesn't care. I don't care whether you're watching Fox News or or whether you're listening to Joe Rogan's podcast or whatever. I, I, I am so tired of you know, new, news programs and, and other uh, types of media, you know, bring, bringing on, uh, you know, people just because, you know, they're a, they're a CEO of a fortune 500 company exactly. because, yep. you know, they were a TV personality. I don't want to hear from those people. You know who I want to hear from? I want to hear from the truckers, the farmers, yes. the plant workers. You know, I want to hear from the people that keep this country moving every day. I think it'd be awesome to, to boy, it'd be great if you could put together a panel of ordinary dudes, absolutely that that are that are getting their hands dirty every day and take yep. e either have a little form or even take some calls from from people. You know, I, I mean, because the, the the movement that you're starting and the podcast that you you run every day, th those are the people that need to be rallied. You know, th those are the yep. people that are going to change the country. It, it's not going to be the people in Hollywood or the people on Capitol Hill. They'll never change it. They're too and the good, yeah, the good news, this thing is But growing. I thank you, sir, and for the time. Absolutely, sir. What I like about what's going on is, like you're saying, I put normal people on here. I don't have any celebrities. I did have the, that one kid, that Blind Joe. He, he is actually blind. And he wrote that song, I Will Not Comply. And you got, you if you haven't heard it, you need to go check it out. You can see it on YouTube. It's yeah, I, I, I did. I listened to that episode. Yep. And I tell you, it went crazy. But um, yes, that's what I'm doing. That's why this week's Veterans Week. I'm just reaching out to any veterans. I got veterans in COS. I've already I've already done four, four different interviews over this last week. You know, yeah. and I got two more next week that are coming in. And, and you, you're the second officer. I had a Lieutenant Colonel in the air force, uh, and a senior master sergeant in the air force, another 
person in the Air Force. <laughs> You're the first Marine. <laughs> Looks like I got a bunch. I got a Navy guy, Master Chief, coming on Monday. So, whoo, <laughs> you know, that yeah. we're getting there. Got an Army guy already. So, but the point is, is that's what I'm doing. I, yeah. These people love listening to us. And I, I'm finding that out that, you know, when I talk to social media, I'm on Gitter and I get followers, you know, and I'm talking to them. They go, we love that you're putting normal people. You know, we want to hear what everybody else has to say. We don't care yeah. if, you know, we don't want you to put Hannity on your show. I'm like, believe me, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> so you're right. It's yeah. Good, so, but take care of yourself, stay in touch. Uh, and we will definitely reconnect soon. Uh, also, finally, uh, Scott Beeson. He is an awesome radio show host in Birmingham. He's on God and Country Radio, WDCE or something like yep. that. WDYE, that's it, in Birmingham. He's awesome. I'm on his show all the time. And um, I was actually going to sit in for him one time and I got sick from a sinus infection. So it's kind of hard to do a radio show if you can't talk. <laughs> so, but he would love to have you on his show. My Michael and I, my son and I both got on the show and we started talking about Ukraine and Iraq and Afghanistan and, and he was just blown. He was blown away. Michael was yeah. in the Intel field, you know, so, but anyway, sure. Uh, yeah. Th- yep. Thank you very much. We'll get you back. And like I said, hopefully we can get you on, uh, I know we can. He 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 he's waiting for you to come on the show, so we'll we'll I'll work with well, him. Well, I'd, I'd love that, and, and and thank you, sir, for yes, sir, and, th- and thank you for giving me the chance to come on your podcast. I love what you're doing, bud, and I'm uh, I'm proud of you. Absolutely, that's hey, I had great leaders, great friends, and this is a result of that. I'm not afraid of nothing, so it's all good. Um, we'll talk to you later. Have a, a great evening. Yes, sir. Sem-